And welcome into the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. I am your host, John Neighbors. I am also the host of The Morning Rush, which you can catch every weekday morning from 6 to 9 on ESPN Arkansas. You can also check out our website at hitthatline.com for all types of interviews, podcasts, videos, articles, whatever dealing with the Arkansas Razorbacks. Be sure to check it out at hitthatline.com. A big coaching hire made in all of college football, one that I really like, but for some reason a lot of people don't like. We'll talk about that as well as get into some of your Twitter questions. But first, we start off with Arkansas and Mississippi State. And I like to do this for pretty much every game that Arkansas plays in this regular season. Well, I guess it has to be regular season. I don't make it to the postseason. But my question is, what happens if Arkansas wins? What happens if Arkansas beats Mississippi State this weekend in Starkville for their first SEC victory of the season? Well, when it comes to postseason play, Nothing. Nothing will happen in this game. Nothing will change Arkansas's outcome for that. And that's fine. I think Razorback fans have accepted that to the best point. They could be 4-8 and eight if they win the last two, which would at least match their win total of last year, get two more SEC wins, but that's even a far-fetched dream. So if they're able to beat Mississippi State, what it would do is that it would solidify at least one positive note to cap off the season because SEC is a brutal conference and Mississippi state, although they're six and four, they're still ranked in the top 25 because of not only how well they've played, but how close their games have been in SEC play. That's been the biggest factor. They've only lost four games to Kentucky, to Florida, to Alabama and to LSU. None of those losses are bad ones, but people expected more out of Mississippi State. And the thing is, is that their defense is arguably the best in the SEC. If you just look at the statistics, it's one of the best. They don't allow teams to score very much, but unfortunately for them, they haven't been able to score themselves very much either so far this year. But if Arkansas wins this game, it'll not only solidify that they will be able to have some type of positivity heading into the offseason by getting at least one SEC win, but at least show the one thing that we've all been trying to convince ourselves of, and that is that Arkansas has improved as the season has gone on. Improvement is a very marginal thing for the Razorbacks this season because they've only won two games, and those two wins came against absolutely terrible opponents. In Eastern Illinois and Tulsa. That's it. That's all you got. That's the only wins you've gotten. You've came close in a few games. You should have won a few more games. If you look back on the season, Colorado State and Ole Miss are definitely the two games that you feel like you should have won easily. But you let it slip away in the fourth quarter, which I know has got to be frustrating if you're a Razorback fan. But there has been improvement. Game one to now. The offense has improved. The defense slightly has improved you never know what's really to expect with them but I think overall there's been some playmakers that have developed especially in the linebacking core so you hope that they can at least end their season on a high note especially the ones that haven't been able to put it all together for a full season just yet so you have that to look forward to and it would just be in all honesty Something for Chad Morris to at least not have to deal with the embarrassment and the Razorback fans not have to deal with the embarrassment of going over in the conference for the second time 
in a long time, in the last five years, six years. So it just kind of sucks because I'm sitting here talking about it, talking about what went, what would it mean if Arkansas won, and it wouldn't really mean anything. It would, the only thing it would mean is that it would keep you from going over in the SEC and would at least give you a little bit of momentum heading into the offseason, at least something to feel good about. I mean, that's it. Because that's what the season has become. And doing this podcast, I'm not going to lie, it's been a difficult one <laughs> for the very first thing. And I'm appreciative of all you listeners that are still tuning in and, and listening and subscribing and all that. I really appreciate it. But this is by far one of the most difficult seasons and difficult times to be in the media, to have a radio show, to have a podcast, to come on here day after day, week after week, talking about the same things. Talking about how tough it is on Arkansas. And how tough it is has been on the fans. And how you essentially, you can just change out the team names and say, well, they were close in this one, but LSU won this game. Or Ole Miss won this game. Or AM won this game. Or Auburn won this game. Or Vanderbilt. I mean, it's just over and over the same old thing. And it's been tiresome. So I don't really know what else you can say. I don't know where else you can look for any type of positivity other than the fact that by winning this game or the next game against Missouri, you can at least put your head on your shoulders and say, you know what? We didn't go over. Hooray. Hooray. That's great. We didn't do that. We weren't the absolute worst team of all time in SEC play. Even if Arkansas win an 0-8, I don't know if they'd be the worst team of all time, but they certainly would have something to say about it or at least a reason to uh, claim that title. But, Either way, that's neither here nor there. You still got two games. We'll see how the season plays out. But I, I feel for you fans. I really do. I feel for you in the fact that you've been still interested. Interested enough not only to watch this team, interested enough to listen to the radio show, interested enough to listen to this podcast. You've stayed interested because you love the Razorbacks and you want to see them do well. No matter if it's a game where it's all for naught. No matter if it's a game like Mississippi State where if you win, it doesn't mean diddly in the grand scheme of things. But you still stay interested. You still stay hopeful. And with the things that Chad Morris is doing in his program, you still stay positive. Hoping that all the good things that Chad Morris is doing in the recruiting realm can build up into something special. Hoping that somebody like Kelly Bryant, who's looking for a new home as a graduate transfer, can step right in and really help you out. You're hopeful. You're hoping. You're wishing. And I think you have good reason to feel confident. But it's been a tough ride for all of us. And I have said it before and I'll say it again. When the Razorbacks aren't good, it affects more than just your team not being good. It, it affects us in the media. Many of you don't want to read as much print or read as much articles, as many articles, about the Razorbacks. You don't want to watch local news as much about the Razorbacks. You don't want to listen to podcasts or radio shows as much about the Razorbacks. Your interest is very minimal because of the way the season's gone. And so it's a negative impact on all of us in some roundabout weird way. But you got to stay focused and you got to stay passionate. You, you, you can't lose your fire. And I have this eerie feeling that there's been a lot of Razorback fans, not most, but a good amount, that have lost their passion and fire for Razorback football over the past 
years, a few years. And this season definitely did not do any favors, as it is arguably the worst season you're going to have in, for sure, my lifetime and probably most of your lifetimes. And so it doesn't really exactly make you want to roll out the welcome wagon for Chad Morris and then this new regime and saying that they're going to be able to get it done. You, you probably don't want to do that just now. But just know, just know that there is help coming. There's help on the way with this recruiting class. And you still got two games left against Mississippi State and against Missouri. Two teams that really aren't that great. They're good teams, but not great teams. And compared to the other games that you've played so far this year, these might be the best chances you have to finally win a game. And if you do, what does it mean to you? I mean, honestly, what does it mean to you? Do you say, yay, we got to win. Let's move on to basketball season. Do you say, hey, good job, Hogs. Good job, Chad Morris. But you let me down this year, so I don't really care. I mean, do you do you take it that way? Do you have that emotion, that emotional disconnect to the team? Where it's honestly, you don't really care one way or the other. You're just kind of like, whatever. I think some of you might be. But if you win, you at least have something. This team will at least have something. This coaching staff will at least have something to feel good about for one week. One week. And for what you've been through as fans and what this team has been through as players and what these coaches have been through in their transition, I think that's at minimum what they deserve. Just one week where they can feel good about themselves. One week where they can feel good about everything that they've done this whole time. Just one week. They've worked hard. There's no question. They've, had, they've put effort in. They're not giving up on the season. And if you just, if they don't give up, then you shouldn't give up. If they haven't quit, then you shouldn't quit either. And if they get the win, it'll be great. It'll make you feel good for the moment. But just know that by doing and having that one win, one measly win this year, if you get that, if you're lucky enough to get that, it'll at least keep you from having one of the most embarrassing, one of the most humiliating, one of the most lowest times in Arkansas football history. So what does it mean if Arkansas beats Mississippi State? Absolutely nothing. Hey, with college football still going on, though, and with college basketball starting to rev up, you don't just want to watch these games. You need to watch these games. And with Sling TV, you can get it done. I personally use Sling TV. I use it on my big screen. I use it on my mobile devices. I use it on my Apple TV. I use it on any way, on my laptop even. I use it in every way because I don't want to pay for 20 channels that I never use when I just want to watch sports. And that's what Sling TV is there for you. It's the best way to watch college football, college basketball, all of sports. So for $30 a month, you can get the ESPN networks, you get the Pac-12 network, you get the SEC network, you get so much more dealing with sports, and you can stream it on your big screen and on your favorite mobile devices. Sling TV is just the live TV that you love only better with no useless channels, no long-term contracts, no hidden fees, and you can cancel at any time. And here's a special offer for all you Locked On listeners. Get this. Sign up today, and Sling TV will give you, personally, a free seven-day trial 
Just go to sling.com slash locked on. That's S-L-I-N-G dot com slash locked on. And you can sign up and get a seven-day free trial. Tell me what you think because I promise you won't be disappointed. I haven't been, and I know you won't be either. You're smart people. You listen to this podcast. You wouldn't. I wouldn't lead you wrong. You guys have been good to me, so I'm going to be good to you. Check it out. Again, sling.com slash locked on for a free seven-day trial to be able to watch all of your favorite college football and college basketball games with Sling TV. You are locked on Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast. All right, moving on into the next segment of the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. Big news coming out of college football where Les Miles reportedly has accepted the head coaching vacancy with the Kansas Jayhawks. That's right. Les Miles. The man that eats grass. The man that would say weird things in his press conferences, which was an absolute delight at SEC Media Days. That guy with the national championship, with very many great seasons, some ending in top five finishes, with all that things he did at LSU. Some felt like he was wrongfully let go from LSU, but yet here he is getting a new job with the Kansas Jayhawks. Now, we alluded to this, that this was a possibility, and it looks like that's going to be the case. Jeff Long, we all know Jeff Long, former Razorback athletic director, now the athletic director at Kansas. He has made the hire of Les Miles due to their relationship and friendship that they've had for so long, making it into a reality. And what's really unfortunate is that there is a lot of people that are so upset and think that this is a stupid hire by Kansas. That this is a stupid hire by Kansas. So let's just weigh the facts here. Because a lot of people are going to come up and say, well, offensive philosophies, blah, 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 blah. Listen, you are Kansas. You are, without a doubt, the worst Power 5 team in all of college football. The worst. Nobody... I mean, nobody wants to coach at Kansas for their first job, for an opening job, where they're trying to prove themselves. It's not a job that's easy. And as besides Mark Mangino, for whatever reason, he's been able to do it. No coach has been able to get it done. So, why would you hire Les Miles? Who else could you get if you're Kansas? Why else would anyone be interested in your program if you go and hire a no-name offensive coordinator? Why would you do that? When you can hire a guy who has a national championship ring, who's world-renowned in all of college football, for a while was considered to be the second or third best head coach in all of college football behind Les Miles. Who could you possibly get that's better? I still think he's got some coaching left. He's pretty familiar with the Big 12 where he was at Oklahoma State and did all right there. And what do you got to lose if you're Kansas? Like, seriously. What is the worst thing you can do with Les Miles? You can't do any worse than what you've done. And at least with Les Miles, you know he'll bring in some better recruits. He'll bring some excitement. He'll bring some attention. He'll put the... I mean, Jeff Long is a lot of things. And I'm sure a lot of you listening in aren't big fans of Jeff Long, and I understand. Believe me, I understand. I had a personal friendship with him when I was in college in the student section, and you know, I, I love Jeff Long as a person. Some things I didn't agree with him as far as an athletic director, but oh, he makes big splash hires. That's what he does. 
Sometimes it works out. Sometimes it doesn't. Just think about when he was at Arkansas. Who did he hire? At least in the big sports. He hired Bobby Petrino. Big time hire. Then he hired Brett Bielema. At the time, big time hire. Big name hire. Basketball, he hired Mike Anderson. That was a big time hire. But women's basketball, even Jimmy Dykes. That was a big time hire as far as the name goes. I mean, I'm just going off the of names. But the problem was is that the majority of those didn't work out. Jimmy Dykes was a disaster. Brett Bielma was a disaster. Mike Anderson's done pretty good. But overall, as big of the names that he's been able to hire, most of the time, it hasn't really worked out. And I don't know if Fuss Miles is going to work, but it's going to be better than what they had. So kudos to Jeff Long for finding a way to get less miles, of all people, to come into Kansas. Lawrence, Kansas. And try to take on that task of making that football program into relevancy. Good luck. I don't think it's going to happen. I don't think he's going to do very good at it. But you know what? I'll give him a shot. And it's better than what they've been able to do at any other point in time. So for those of you who think that's a, so it's, this is a bad hire, okay. But you know who doesn't? Kansas. They're probably thrilled. They Could you imagine any like anywhere else? Say if you were a Kansas fan. And you have been irrelevant in football for 10 years. You've been so bad that your best season was like a three-win three season. It's been horrible. But you had a chance to hire Les Miles? How many Kansas fans, or if you were a Kansas fan, would you say, no, we don't, we don't want Les Miles? No. You would take it all day long. You wouldn't even think twice. You'd roll with it. That's big time, folks. That's big time. So congratulations to Les Miles going on to Kansas. We'll see how he can do. I'm sure there's no guarantees. There's no promises being made. I don't think he's going to make him into a national championship contender. But you know what? They can do a lot worse than Les Miles. You are locked on Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast. All right, moving on into the final segment of the Locked on Razorbacks podcast. This was a question kind of out from left field, but Billy tweeted it in, as I always appreciate Twitter questions, and I'll always try to answer them to the best of my ability. Sometimes they're Arkansas-related, sometimes they're not, and this is the latter. He sent this message because he wanted to know my thoughts on about St. Louis sports fans possibly supporting the Kansas City Chiefs playing a game in St. Louis. Now, no, no, I don't, I wouldn't support that. And I don't know why anyone would want to support that. See, these, maybe I'm old school, but these sports and these leagues and these teams that are playing in random places where they really have no business playing at or playing in is a little stupid to me. I'm not talking about the financing, financial part of it, because I'm sure there's some benefits there. But, like, the NFL playing games in Great Britain and in London or in Mexico City, which they ended up not being able to because the conditions were so bad, why? Well, we want to create interest in over worldwide. Why? They don't care. The players hate going out there. Coaches hate it. Everyone hates it. The fans that you, you get a home game taken away from you, like, that just bothers me. That they would take that and think that that's just a good idea. 
And then, you know, there's been neutral site games played, which is still not the best thing ever, but okay, that's all right. You get that. But there are just way too many problems that arise by playing these games away from where the teams are supposed to play. And so this isn't just a St. Louis, Kansas City thing. This is just a problem in general. I don't like it. Play where your fans are at. Play where the fans can come see you. The fans that are right there in that city or in that state, let them do it. And if there's fans that want to come and see a game, they can come and see a game. Hey, listen, I went to a Chiefs game. It was a great time. But I don't expect the Chiefs to come to me. I'll go see the Chiefs. It's the same way with any of your teams. I'm sure that if you like the Cowboys, for instance, do you expect the Cowboys to come to you? No, you're going to go see the Cowboys in Dallas. You know why? Because they're the Dallas Cowboys. Simple as that. So I, it's a weird thing, but no, I don't agree with that at all. That's for sure. So appreciate everybody listening into the podcast today. Be sure to like and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or on Google Play. You can also get after us on Spotify too. Different ways to listen to it, so be sure to check it out there. You can also get after me on Twitter at Rush John Neighbors for any questions, comments, concerns you may have, and we'll keep it going from there. Same podcast time, same podcast channel next Monday. Have a great weekend, everybody. We'll see you then. Locked on Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast.